Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We're here today with What Incarnation? I'm Heather D. Koch, and I'm with my dad, Skip Kerr. Hi, Dad. Well, hi, Heather. How are you doing? I'm really well. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good. We had some great feedback from our last podcast. Oh, really? I never looked at it. Oh, well, I can tell you right now, a lot of people quite enjoyed it. So and actually, I, to my dismay, pretty much every single person agreed with you. <laughs> and you're surprised. I'm not surprised necessarily. <laughs> no, actually, oh. I just, I kind of delighted me in a way. But it did spark a lot of great conversation online, which was nice. Well, that was the whole idea of it. Let's get people talking. I don't know if there's anything you can really change in a hurry, but it's really the get a conversation going out there in the flower world, right? Yeah, and I think we definitely did that. No question there. And so today we're here to talk about, um, what are we going to talk about today, Mother's Day? Yeah, I can talk about Mother's Day. I, 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 it's coming. I think there's going to be a supply issue. Uh, every, what did you hear from Phil today down south? Yeah, so I, I Phil Quintana was a great resource for me. He got me in touch with uh, Ross from Pinnacle Flowers, which is a great big importer from Ecuador, Colombia, as well as Holland. And Ross was telling me today that there are going to be problems with Ecuadorian product, might be some problems with the Colombian product for the same reasons in Ecuador. And what's happening from what he says in Ecuador is, number one, Ecuador had twice as many cases in one day. So that really... Uh, stopped a lot of the production because the workers weren't showing up to the farms to pick. So it really hindered any production there. They also have a curfew at 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Ecuador. And I think Colombia might be following suit or has followed suit, which is, um, you know, something that really takes away from getting, of course, between half your employees. Like an average farm, he was saying, is about 50 hectares. And on a farm that size, they have about 2,500 employees. And of those employees, only about 1,000 are coming to work. Yeah, that will cause a supply issue. Plus, there's also going to be a demand high coming up. Absolutely, we're going to get hammered for orders. problem will be, well, the first problem with COVID, you can only put half the, or even a portion of the working people into your place to make arrangements. In the old days... You might have 10 people, 15 people working Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Now it's coming up due to social distancing and rules and regulations. I don't know how many people, but there's going to be a limit to what you can do, which means you're going to only be able to knock out so much. I think there's a number of flower shops that have closed down. So I'm expecting that you're going to have, even with a poor supply, probably a very consistent and high demand. Like there's going to be definitely because of all the things that have happened, you know, but I wish everybody luck on that. I think Mother's Day is a good chance to try and put a little money in the coffers and God willing, you'll be able to get out there and, and earn a decent amount of dough to put away and get ready for the long, hot summer when all your weddings come in. Or not come in this year. I mean, that's another issue from COVID. I haven't had the experience of cancellations, and I ha- but I have had brides that are Taking, you know, they're going to get married that day with a very small, intimate family gathering, immediate family. So they'll take their bouquets. They're going to have their uh, celebration later in the fall or next year. Yeah, well, things will change. You'll find out as that rolls on. Just that I hope everyone can continue to make the, you know, make some money, make the rent, make their bills, keep on going. I Otherwise, hope so. Otherwise, it'll be a great washout. I know 
shops are closing. That we know for a fact. Yeah. But anyway, that you know, this whole thing that leads on to you. You gave me a something from Willie R. Molini once about yeah. a week ago. Yeah. And this is the problem with in the industry is that we don't know what's going on. Yeah. And Willie R. Molini, quite frankly, he is calm. And I don't know where you get it. You should tell the people. Where. It's called Flower and Sense. And R. Molini, Willie actually emails it out. He has an email list. Well, if I was a florist, I'd be on that list. Oh, it's, he writes problem. great articles. It certainly does. And the big information there to me was that Hosa had gone out of business. So there's a big chunk of the supply chain down in, in uh, Arizona, or sorry, Arizona. Where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, where I'd like to be. But down in Miami is obviously going to be affected by that. So I don't know how that's going to. Funny, a business like Hosa, which is a big importer and grower, I understand. They go out, but they go out before Mother's Day. Uh, that really surprised me. So things must be bad for that to happen. Yeah. Maybe they'll all hang on. Try and make it through the big one. I yeah, I wish I knew what happened to Hosa. That was a was a big company. Yeah. So anyway, I, before we go any further, uh, all the best to everybody out there trying to get their stuff done. Be prepared. Do your homework. That's all I can say. Don't be frightened to sell outside your shop too, right? You don't have to. I don't know if you can do that. Can you? Oh yeah, you can do it as long as it's social distance to each. You know, you don't want people lined up. You have to have them lined up properly. Anyway, so then the other thing I was thinking about today is that I wanted to ask you a question because I, I thought, well. Oh, dear. Yeah, you should say, oh, dear. I have no doubt. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to know, you know, uh, questions were coming up. You said you were telling me earlier that some people were wondering about what they could do about the flower industry as it sits today. And I, I guess the first question is, there's nothing that's going to turn the switch on and off. It's not a, it's a process now. Yeah. We'll see where the process goes. But the thing is, the question I ask is, and I think most, certainly flower shops and, and lots of businesses, they don't even have a mission statement. You don't even know what you're doing, do you? That's my question. I do have a mission statement. What is it? Our mission is a family-based company of something or other that, wait a minute, Wait, value, family. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, now I've been put on so the spot. I don't know where you're going. That's what the whole thing I is. I do have you one. I know your mission statement. So, my point is most small businesses, and in particular flower businesses I know about, don't know what their mission is. You know, I, I listened to a program years ago. It was done by Tony Robbins. Most of these people have heard of Tony Robbins. Oh, I'm sure 100%. Yeah. He changed my life. Uh, he made me get off my ass and do something, which in the end made me. Actually, made me a lot of money. And it's because he said, don't procrastinate, you know, blah, blah, blah. And listen to the tapes. I was pumped. I did what I what he said, and it worked. Well, he also said, and this is why you need a mission statement. He also said, when a plane takes off from Edmonton and is flying to wherever, let's say it's going to Phoenix, mm -hmm. the plane takes off. The pilot knows where he's going, but he, he makes thousands of corrections all the way there. He just doesn't get in his plane pointed. And get there. Right. That's and a good that's analogy. The same with business. Yeah. You've got it. Your plane takes off. Your business takes off. You start it. You've got to know, A, what you're trying to accomplish, and B, how you're going to get there. And most florists don't. You know, that's a good I point. I'm going to ask you another question. You know what a UCA is? 
unique competitive advantage. Correct. What's yours? Seven-day rose guarantee. That's it. Well, I can't do it on price, can I? We established wow. that last podcast. <laughs> well, you can do it on other things, though. Maybe it's some kind of service you do, some kind of packaging you do, it's some, something special you do. Mm-hmm. If you think that a seven-day rose guarantee will make it for you, I guess so be it. You've got to have something better than that. Most florists have to get something better than that. And that's it. You've got to know exactly what the heck it is that you do better than the other guy. Right. I mean, we said it in the last one. You're just changing market share. You're out there just grabbing market share from this guy and that guy, or he's taking yours from me. What makes the consumer look at you and say, well, I want to buy from you. What is your advantage? If it's a seven-day rose guarantee, I'd sure be pushing the heck out of that. Well, I, I'd like to talk at that because what I, I, I can tell you what we do and don't do comparatively to other floors, but the end consumer doesn't necessarily know what you and you would have to advertise what your obviously your UCA is. However, here's an interesting one because I too am listening to um, in, information, not quite Tony Robbins, but a similar one. And he, one of the things that I we talked about and I mentioned to you is doing a survey monkey out to all of our clients to see what they are finding in our service. Like what do they find that's important and why they come back to us? That's a good one. I, I, did you do it? No, I haven't had time yet. Okay. okay. Well, it's only been a week. <laughs> oh, two uh, weeks, but yeah. The whole, the whole problem is that it's easy to say and, and hard to do. And I think that we suffer from that in, as an industry. The, the thing is, most people don't even know who their customers are, because I ask that question to the people that work for me, and they don't. Mm-hmm. Say, well, who do we sell to? I don't know. Well, we sell mostly women, I think. Well, then you read the consumer reports the other day. Everyone says, well, no, millennials don't buy flowers. Well, the opposite is true. Yes, and it's the, true. The millennials do, do buy, buy flowers. flowers. Yeah. But they don't buy them for $99. Well, they don't have the money. Well, no, that's correct. Now you answer the next next question. Why are you selling $99 flowers when your customers are out there wanting cheaper ones? Now, I'm not saying it's got to be the cheapest in the valley. What I'm saying, they've got to be good value. We've got to get back to this sellable amount, you know, this average sale. Now, that brings up another guy, Ben Cummings, years ago. A guy named Ben Cummings out of New York. No, I remember that. Yeah, I do remember him. Yeah. Yeah, well. He sold for Floris a package. Now, you could get this package, and in it was all these ideas about how to increase your floral business. And you can go through. I think there was, I know there were seven or eight, at that time, cassette discs. Cost $1,000. There is a, a four inches of material. And most of that time, or most of that stuff was all about sending out uh, ad cam- or campaigns of postcards or this or that or letters or whatever. Same thing you do with social media, I presume, today or try to do. Yeah. But it, I bought it. It was expensive. It was 1000 bucks. But what's $1,000 if you get one good idea? Oh, I agree to that. Only I mean, takes one great one. Absolutely. One good idea. That's why you go to these That's where the seven-day rose guarantee came out of, was that Ben Cummings. That could well have. And that's a good thing. But my point is that even though a guy like Ben Cummings, the first thing he said and it made us laugh at the time. This is going back 20 years, but he says, well, if you're not making enough money as a florist, you should just up your prices. Right. Well, that's dandy, isn't it? Now, I think all the florists have done that. Oh, they've done that and then some. 
then some. And that's why there's 25% of the forest there used to be. No value. Right. And you get back to that all the time. So I I, I suggest you, you've got to go out there. You know, here's the opportunity. Now, you're going to be busy next week. Mm-hmm. But most florists aren't that busy. Don't tell me anyone's doubled their business. I don't believe that. The message is we're hearing and what we're hearing from the florist just the opposite. The business is down. They're holding their own. You know, blah, blah. This is a time, this COVID thing is a great opportunity to A, establish what your mission is, and B, to sit down and get a plan to get a, a business gone. plan. Yeah. Absolutely. Even a, I, a business plan is fine you, and if you need that depth, but you write out something. This is my goal. I want to be here a month from now. And then a month, you put it in your little phone now. You can ding, ding yourself and say, <laughs> time to check it out. And what is my goal? Did I get there? Am I going there? And, and I think that's... And set short-term and long-term well, goals. That's one of the first things I'd be telling for. So there's programs you can go after that. You want to talk about programs, lots of them. But what you have to do is these guys have to understand what their mission is, what they want to accomplish in life. What do they want at the end of it? And how do they get there? When do they correct? Like Tony Robbins said, you got to correct all the time, a thousand times. So what you're doing, you got to move, you got to go back. So may I ask you a question? Yeah. So when you were um, involved in the industry uh, 17 years ago and then some, is like how often did you relook at your goals? Like did you look at them continually, like daily, weekly, every month you had a report? Or how did you... Well, make those we, corrections. In, the, in those days, the company was big enough that uh, we simply had had meetings and reported. They reported what was going on in each and their various areas of the company. With the guy, the mission was always the mission upwards and front. That we, you know, our our job was going to make fresh cut flowers a everyday affordable event in the home and workplace. Simple, but mm-hmm. it was true. We succeeded because we ended up being the largest retail flower outlet in the world. For mm-hmm. a yes, you did. But that was based on that. As soon as we became and trended towards florists, we lost that. Mm-hmm. We no longer were the... Yeah, we used to call it the A word because it was never the arrangements. The arrangement word. Yeah, we never right. brought it up. It, yeah, I was wrong on that. We should have had a, a more modified approach to that. But I can say honestly that the biggest problem today is is that we've taken the Ben Cummings approach. We now raised our prices. Mm-hmm. We've raised them. But how, did you, when you were getting, you know, going through it, I guess the question for me is, is since I would like, I am also taking a very good look at my business. And I've been very fortunate that we've been very busy at the shop. And I know a lot of floors haven't had that experience with this COVID situation, but I am taking a lot of time to look at all aspects like social media and how I can do a better job of uh, advertising my company, the survey monkey, things like that. Um, should I, should I just be setting like daily goals? Do you think dad, or should I do weekly or? I'm not, I'm not a, I think you have to review on a daily or a regular basis, whatever, you think. whatever you think. Okay. There are good successful people out there that don't need to do anything. They'll just succeed because of who they are, mm-hmm. what they do. they got a good work ethic. They go out there. They pound the doors. They know what to do. It's When you start setting goals and writing them down and stuff like that, I think it's for the people that have to remind themselves what they're doing. I mean, it's the old adage. You've heard it a zillion times. But it, you, you own a business 
not to work in it, but to work at it. Mm-hmm. And that's what you want to be doing is working at your business, getting it, growing it, planning it. The moment you start and spend all your day in there making arrangements, you got a problem. Right. You're yeah. Not planning your business. You're, yeah. you're, you're just doing what the $15 an hour helped. Should, should be, be doing. doing. Yeah. You're, you're working in it. Well, you're the whole problem. But I think if you want to get down to some of the nut and bolt problems, that's the problem. That is the, the thing is they don't, there's no direction. Mm-hmm. You see it. It's not only the florist industry, it's many, but without a direction, you don't know where you're going. You don't know why you want to be, where you want to be, and how you want to be. That's my honest regard thought. And I think that's actually a really poignant point because I have seen florists that are, you know, having to reduce hours for COVID, but then they go home and they do whatever they do at home, but they're not necessarily taking the time to reevaluate what they want to do with their company. And Well, you get out of this COVID and you're going to have to know what you want to do because the, thing, the business world has changed. So whatever you thought right. is no longer going to be true. Right. I mean, for your weddings are the perfect example. Your events, same thing, your corporate stuff is gone. Um, it's going to take a lot of work to get that back and it's going to take a solid planning it's going to take a hell of a lot of planning. And the other the other thing is it'll come back when it's ready, not when you're ready. Yeah. It's as simple as that. It'll be when, you know, when people can go out and congregate and stuff like that. Same problem with your entry into your business. I mean, you said you had a customer that demanded to get into your store the other day. You can't even let them in. No, we couldn't. She, yeah, she was very upset. Well, it's her problem. And Agreed. Truth, you've got to take care of the health of your employees first. and on it goes. But right now, that's you're going to be looking at a completely different situation. So if I was in your boots or any other florist boots right now, I'd be saying, okay, what does plan B look like when we get out of here? Let's make a little correction to the airplane. Get it over here so we're pointed in the right direction again. You may have to make other adjustments. But Do you think this might be a, a good opportunity as flowers have such a powerful message to them, which we already know because that's scientific. But what about, and we were talking yesterday, Dad, about the um, maybe a goodwill thing for nurses and frontline front well, workers, I should say. Warriors. You want to get something out there for them. It's an obvious thing to do. In my, in my mind, that's why I brought it to your attention. I said, we as an industry should be doing something, but I can just see the classic mistakes most florists are going to make. Well, $69, they can get anything. No, wrong. People are just as happy getting a little, just a thank you, a small, I like a Rose Bowl. I know you hate them, but I don't care. I like a Rose Bowl. (laughs) The great Rose Bowl debate. (laughs) Yeah, well, but whatever it is, it's something unique and special. I don't think it's a bug one. But you have to get a product that you can go out and sell it for under $30 delivered. That's Canadian. For you Americans, it's probably $20 already delivered and then put it out there. I think the people could understand it with a nice card that says, you know, thank you for being a COVID warrior and you're on the front lines of COVID defense or whatever you're going to, you're going to say, let's appreciate those people and do it at a price where you at, at $30 up here in Canada, that'll barely, you'll make maybe $10 if you get lucky on that. Mm-hmm. 
but you'll be getting the word out about your shop. That's got long-term good things. You put a little thing in the bottom, you know, arranged by Heather's Coke or whoever, or, and then your phone number in case somebody said, but I think the idea of, of getting flowers out into the hands of all these workers at a reasonable price, I mean, you can't, if you think somebody's coming in for that, anything over 30, 40, $50, Oh no! They're, if you're trying to get them to send to someone as a like a you have a neighbor who's a, a nurse or a truck driver or whatever. I'll give you another hint. It's it's not it's nothing you can sell through wire service. It's nothing you can sell on your online on your website. Website. Yeah. You can't pay, be paying twenty dollars for Google ads to bring a. a oh yeah, no, money. you'd lose ten dollars. Absolutely. So you got to the word has to go out through your social media campaign. It has to be a fair offer, a good offer. It has to look like something special, and I think that's what your your challenge is. Figure it out. I think you could hit a nerve in this country and probably the United States too, where people say, "Isn't that nice? For thirty bucks, I can send this out to my, my fireman neighbor, my nurse neighbor, my truck driver neighbor, and just say, hey, thanks, thanks.' Mm-hmm. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Can I tell you an experience I had this week? I think I was oh, I was sure. talking to you about it yesterday. I had uh, some some roses I got, and it was they were past the point I could sell them, so I decided to give them away. They weren't throwawayable, but they were still beautiful. But um, I took them to one of my neighbors. I gave her a bundle of roses, so twenty five roses, just red roses, forty centimeters. Didn't think anything of it, and then a few days later, I get a text from her saying I left something on your on your porch. So I go out there, and she had made me a beautiful gift basket that had like popcorn and a movie night for the kids and a game night for the kids. She made this really lovely basket. But what more than that, she had sent me a card in there and had said, basically, dear Heather, I should have brought it. It was such a beautiful message. It said to the effect of, you don't understand how that bouquet of roses came to me at a time when we're all struggling. And I can't tell you how much it meant to me and the impact that you had on our family that day. Then she proceeded to call me Mrs. Rogers of the community, which I thought was super adorable. But that was the impact of that. And then that is so strong for her. Uh, and it didn't take much. That's a nice story. And it, I think it's true of what can happen. And I think what we do is should make that available to people. But again, I think the offer has to be $30 delivered. I think mm-hmm. you could go to 35 and say we're also making a $5 donation to the, to the food bank or some other worthy organization, something to do. I like that because people with COVID, you know, it's caused a problem for the food bank because of all that. Um, I don't know. I, that Your message is very well clear, and it, it tells you people do appreciate it. But it has to be affordable. People are out of work. People don't, you know, there's not yeah. disposable income, but it, 30 bucks isn't all the world. A couple of packages of cigarettes in some states, I'm sure. I have no idea. I don't smoke. A good bottle of wine. Well, I'll tell you what, it's three, it's three hamburgers at Harvey's. <laughs> so, <laughs> figure that out. Of course you know that. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, that's, that's, oh, that's where great. you should be going. But anyway, that's enough. We're done now. Okay. Guess we're done now, guys. So thanks for listening to What Incarnation. I'm sure we'll have another podcast coming soon. And keep the comments coming. We really do love to hear them. And we want your opinion. And chime in anytime. Thanks again, guys. Have a really good day. And good luck at Mother's Day next week. Bye.